Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the eMadeCast miniseries, Climate Change and Human Health. My name is Katie, and through the course of eight episodes, I'll be walking you through the many ways that climate change impacts human health. Today, we will focus on food and water security. This miniseries is a part of a scholarly project to explore podcasts as climate change education tools for healthcare professionals. There's a very short survey that's linked in the description that I hope you will fill out after listening. It should take you no more than a couple of minutes and be a huge help to the project. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get started. As climate change progresses, the availability and distribution of freshwater will likely decrease as the demand for freshwater increases. Water security is a complex and dynamic human need, and ensuring water security for the Earth's population has become an increasingly prevalent concern of many climate scientists. Water security is defined as having affordable access to sufficient quantity and quality of water to sustain basic hydration, food, energy, and other needs essential for living a healthy and productive life. Water security encompasses protection from water-related disasters and diseases, sufficient quantity to support lives and livelihoods, national security, and human health, all while ensuring the sustainability of ecosystems. More than 1.6 billion people worldwide do not have access to clean water, and 1.4 billion people live in areas where water use exceeds replenishment. As climate change progresses, these numbers will grow, and increased strain will be placed on water resources. Climate change will affect water security in a few different ways. First, as air temperatures increase, there will be a reduction in glacier-fed reservoirs. A study conducted by the Indian Space Research Organization found that 75% of Himalayan glaciers are shrinking at an average rate of 3.75 kilometers over the last 15 years. As these glaciers shrink, there will be increasing variability in water flow to downstream regions, which poses challenges to sustainable water planning in the Ganga Basin. Second, as the temperature of seawater rises, the ocean layers stratify, resulting in upward movement of nutrients to the surface of water. This creates optimum breeding grounds for phytoplankton on the surface of the ocean. In freshwater sources, a similar effect creates optimal breeding grounds for algae. This can lead to azole toxins being released into sources of drinking water. Third, as sea levels rise, the saltwater will back up and contaminate coastal freshwater reservoirs. Fourth, Shifts in rain patterns and greater seasonal rain variability will result in less reliable freshwater sources. In periods of dry, the ground will dry up and become less penetrable, leading to floods during periods of rainfall. In sub-Saharan Africa, rainfall is expected to decrease by 10% in the next 30 years, which will result in a major water shortage. The 10% reduction in rainfall is expected to cause a 17% reduction in surface drainage, which further increases the risk of flooding during rainfall. Fifth, increasing evaporation from a warmer climate will result in reduced water availability and decreased groundwater levels. This is important because an estimated 1.5 billion people rely on groundwater as a drinking water source. Finally, the increased precipitation will lead to more El Nino-like events, the huge rainstorms we discussed in the fourth episode. 
These storms will result in the loss of drinking water integrity and increased risk of contamination and pollutants in the water supply. The state of water security has been declining and is predicted to become more challenging as climate change progresses. In 1955, only seven countries were noted to be experiencing water-stressed conditions. By 1990, this number had climbed to 20 and is expected to grow by another 10 to 15 countries by 2025. By 2050, two-thirds of the world's population is expected to be living in water-stressed conditions. The economies of many developing countries rely on agriculture, fisheries, energy, and tourism, all of which rely on safe and abundant water supply. Therefore, when water becomes scarce, the entire economies of countries will be challenged. One of the most significant sectors that will be challenged is agriculture and food production. Around the world, it's predicted that over a billion people are suffering from chronic hunger. In addition, two billion people are estimated to be deficient in one or more micronutrients. Three million children die from undernutrition every year, which accounts for almost half of all child deaths globally. In the 1950s, people began to recognize hunger as a widespread problem. At the time, this problem was solved by increasing the amount of land used for agriculture and by adopting new agricultural technologies to aid in more efficient crop production. This is no longer a feasible way to approach the global food shortage, because unlike in the 1950s, we are now running out of resources like land, water, and fisheries. As global food production becomes more challenging, human activity is rapidly exacerbating the exact conditions that are contributing to these challenges. Let's dive into some specific ways that climate change can impact food production, including through increasing temperatures, altered rainfall, ground-level ozone, changes in crop, pest, pathogen, weed, and pollinator relationships, and a decline in fisheries. First, higher temperatures will decrease crop yields through the direct impact on plants, the alterations in precipitation patterns, and safe capacity for human labor. High temperatures result in increased water loss from the crops and direct damage to plant cells. As we have discussed, rising temperatures are expected to change rainfall patterns, resulting in more arid climates and droughts, alternating with intense rainfall events and flooding. Water is necessary for most crops to grow, so as global temperatures rise and water supply decreases, rain-fed crops will have decreasing yields. The high temperatures cause the ground to dry out, resulting in pooling of water during periods of intense precipitation. The pooling of water in the ground can cause damage to the roots and decrease crop yield. In addition to the impact of heat on the plants and their water needs, high temperatures limit the capacity and safety of human labor. The agricultural systems of many developing countries rely primarily on human labor as opposed to mechanization. High temperatures put stress on the human body, making it difficult to thermoregulate and limiting the times of day in which outdoor labor is safe. Using a model that predicts a moderate progression of climate change, heavy outdoor labor would be restricted to half the workday during the hottest month of the year in India, parts of sub-Saharan Africa, and Australia. A less conservative model suggests that these restrictions would be widespread across tropical and subtropical regions by the end of the century. Second, let's talk about ground-level ozone. If you remember from the last episode, ground-level ozone is toxic to humans' cardiovascular and respiratory systems through the formation of reactive oxygen species. Ground-level ozone is also toxic to plants by hindering photosynthesis and growth, reducing crop yields. Globally, the current levels of ozone pollution are estimated to be responsible for a 6-9% to 9 decrease in the production of maize, wheat, and soybeans.
Next, let's talk about the complex interplay between a variety of other flora and fauna, how they impact crop yields, and how climate change affects this relationship. Insects, pathogens, fungi, and weeds are estimated to reduce the global production of major crops by about 25-40%. to 40%. As temperature rises, the distribution of these different pests shift. Much like we discussed in the third episode, warming temperatures is causing a lot of living things to slowly move away from the equators and out towards the Earth's poles. This exposes crops to new pests and pathogens they've never seen before. These crops lack adaptive defenses to protect themselves against these non-native pests and will be more susceptible to damage. Extreme weather events will further exacerbate these compromised defenses as agricultural systems are destabilized and opportunistic pests can establish themselves as part of the recovering ecological niche. In addition, the higher winter temperatures also increase the pest season and winter survival rates, resulting in increased periods of crop vulnerability. While some insects are harmful to crops, many plants also rely on insects for pollination. These pollinating insects are also shifting their geographical distribution as a result of warming temperatures, resulting in mismatched plant-pollinator pairs. Warming temperatures will also change the seasons of flowering, further exacerbating this mismatch. This mismatch not only contributes to decreased pollination and survival of the plant, but decreased food supply for the pollinator, leading to decreased survival. As there are fewer and fewer pollinators, the survival of both plant and pollinator will further be challenged. Recent models demonstrated that the global decline in pollinators could result in increased child mortality and birth defects due to increased vitamin A and folate deficiency. Our discussion of agriculture would not be complete without mentioning the effects of climate change on livestock. Rising temperatures result in heat stress in cattle and pigs, leading to decreased productivity, poor food intake and weight gain, worsening survival chances, and decreased fertility. Poultry are affected as well. Heat stress in poultry results in decreased growth, egg quality and yield, and meat quality. As heat stress rises, animals consume more water to counteract the detrimental effects of higher temperatures. Unfortunately, in arid dry climates, there's not an excess of water for these animals to consume. Even though agriculture is the primary source of energy in the global food supply, many populations around the world are dependent on seafood for energy, protein, fatty acids, vitamins, and minerals. Global fish supply has been steadily decreasing by about 1.22 metric tons per year, which is equivalent to about 1% of the global catch. A recent analysis showed that 68% of fisheries worldwide are being exploited faster than they can be replenished, which has resulted in the biomass of fish falling below what is needed to maintain a maximum sustainable yield. 88% of these fisheries are expected to fall below their targets by 2050, meaning that exploitation needs to slow down in order to build the fish population, or else we risk a severe shortage in fish supply. This is important because the declining fish harvest is expected to leave 845 million people at risk of iron, zinc, and vitamin A deficiencies, and 1.4 billion people vulnerable to vitamin B12 and omega-3 fatty acid deficiencies. Now that we have covered some of the basic ways that climate will affect food and water security, it's also important to mention that the global economy plays a huge role in this picture. The International Food Policy Research Institute created a model for analyzing the effect of climate change on agricultural commodities. This model found that the inflation-adjusted prices of wheat, rice, and maize would rise by 31 to 106% by 2050. 
These grains are three of the most important staple foods in the world. While it might seem like the rising costs will lead to more money being provided to farmers and laborers, the reality is that rising food prices will increase poverty and food insecurity for low-income urban and rural communities. True food security requires availability of high-quality food, accessibility of the food, and the ability to utilize the food through adequate diet, clean water, and resources for preparing food. It requires not only sufficient caloric and macronutrient intake, but access to foods that supply micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. A recent studied phenomenon called nutrient transition refers to the excess caloric intake and poor quality diet that is increasingly prevalent as a result of globalization, urbanization, and changes in lifestyle. Ultimately, the combination of these forces has created an overfed and undernourished population that is especially prone to obesity and chronic diseases. It is thought that there are enough calories in the world to feed the entire population of our planet. Unfortunately, food resources are poorly managed, resulting in excess and waste for some communities, while other communities are experiencing hunger and malnutrition. It's important to recognize that the impact of climate change on food security is going to have its most detrimental outcomes in countries that are already suffering from hunger. These disparities will only grow as climate change progresses, causing an increase in food inequalities between different communities, countries, and urban and rural environments. The drastic impacts of climate change on our food system can be mitigated with things like crop breeding, climate forecasting, and better management of food resources. However, the only thing that will truly prevent a rapid descent into world hunger is stopping the progression of climate change. I'm sorry to leave it on a bleak note like that, but that's all I have for food and water security. I hope that you found this to be interesting, informative, and useful. Once again, this series is a part of a project that explores the utility of podcasts as educational tools for healthcare professionals, and I would greatly appreciate it if you filled out the survey that's linked in the description. It'll only take a moment or two. Thank you so much for listening. Next up is climate migration and mental health.